Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome, folks, to another very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Today's episode is about how to let go of ego. You know that rascal ego that we all have? Books have been written about ego. Spiritual practices have been developed to get rid of ego. Ego has been named public enemy number one on the spiritual path. And uh, for thousands of years, monks and enlightened beings and spiritual practitioners have, have told us ego is bad, ego is wrong, ego must be killed. And so we spend so much of our time and our spiritual practice trying to dissolve, get rid of, let go of, transcend, kill, annihilate the ego. And yet, here we are. And so today, I want to share some thoughts on how do you really let go of ego? How do you really let go of ego? This thing that seems to be the cause of our problems and the source of much of our suffering and pain. As a human being, how do you really let go of it? Can it be let go of? Can you dissolve it? Can it be transcended? And I want to share some thoughts on what it is and provide some guidance. It's going to be a, a slightly deeper level topic. This is something I usually experientially, not just talk about, uh, take my clients through processes and, you know, my work in Bali and my coach apprentice program is really designed to help you go through the internal experiential immersive process of letting go of, in quotation marks, ego, not just talking about it. But uh, I'll share some thoughts to, so that you could, we can make a start. Ego. Okay. What if I told you that ego could not be let go of? Ego cannot be let go of. You might be thinking, what do you mean, Coot? Ego can't be let go of because ego is not real. Let me repeat. Ego is not real. It's not a real thing. An object like you have a, a phone, you have a car, you have a house, you have a watch, you have your shoes, you have your, your, uh, your, your, your laptop. We've been conditioned to believe and relate to ego like it's, an actually, it's actually a real object. It's a real thing. This, first and foremost, in and of itself, is where we make a mistake. It's a misconception. It's a myth. Until this is understood and we get to transform our relationship, our perspective, our understanding of ego, 
we will be like a cat chasing its own tail going round and around and around and around and around in circles, never being able to get off the, 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 the hamster wheel, the roller coaster. So ego isn't real. Ego can't actually be let go of because it's not actually a real thing to let go of. And so all attempts to let go of ego, kill ego, dissolve ego, leads to more ego, reinforces the ego, and likely deep down is motivated by ego. And so <laughs> the, 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 the practice of trying to get rid of your ego maybe is, is ego in and of itself. So what if you didn't need to get rid of it? What if it wasn't bad? What if it was not the enemy? What if you didn't need to kill the ego? But, but come to a deeper understanding and realization of what it is and what it isn't. Come to a real understanding and realization and right relationship with it. It's not a thing. Ego is really a process. It's a process of identification. Identification to mind, body, form, beliefs, and one's identity. This creates an identity which is developed and, 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 and comes into being from our childhood in response to uh, certain things we were taught by our parents, certain things we observe, our survival mechanisms to avoid pain, to get love. And the more we hold tightly onto the way that we were conditioned to be, our belief structures, our thoughts, our emotions, our body identification, the sense of meanness, this creates a, 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 a sort of rigid identi identity that can be termed ego, but it's a process, not necessarily a real thing. A process in that Consider if you have a bicycle. The bicycle is a thing. The way the bike moves, the way the... When you start pedaling and cycling, there is a movement that is a process. Ego is a process of identification with name, body, form. Past, present, future. And so, as you start shifting your relationship, your understanding of ego shifts was your understanding of, of ego shifts, then it becomes much easier in a strange way to begin letting go, not of ego, but really of the, the, the identification of what we think ego is. And so understand this. The main purpose of ego is to keep you separate, separate from source, separate from the divine, separate from the infinite, whatever you believe. And since God is infinite, there is no way to actually exist outside of the infinite, of God. Since God, the divine, source, whatever label you want to put on the infinite intelligence, is all that there is. There is no existing place not within the divine, not within God. And so duality to a degree, is an illusion adopted by the ego's perception and the ego perceives itself as real, which, which then from that place it sees itself 
as independent from life, as independent from nature, is just an illusion. So what we have to do to go beyond the ego is to go beyond the illusion, the lie of thinking that we are separate from source, we are separate from life, we are separate from nature with a capital N. We are really not separate. We've never been separate. Ego and the, sen and the sense of holding on tightly to our identity makes us believe that we are this body, we are this identity, we are this label, we are our emotions, we are our thoughts. And as you identify more tightly to your sense of self, your history, your persona, your experiences, your belief system, you lock more intently into a sense of duality which creates the illusion uh, and the perception of illusion. Ego is really an illusory thought, an illusory paradigm, an illusory identification that we are separate from life. We are separate from the infinite. We are separate from the, from the divine. And it maintains its sense of separateness by how it perceives life. It believes that it is the originator of actions and thoughts. It believes, we believe, when we are locked into ego, really believing that we are this thing called me, you, me, with a name, with a body, with a form, and we really believe that in so much of our life, so much of existence, so much of media, actually conditions us, right, to believe. You're this body, you're this body, you're this body. Buy this thing, buy this thing, buy this thing. Look a certain way, buy these clothes. Everything is really designed to uh, reinforce your sense of identity. Look a certain way. Look a certain way. Be a certain way. Don't get wrinkles. Use this, use this. Do that. Go here. Look that way. Do your hair that way. All of it is, and nothing wrong with it. Nothing, let me be clear, folks. Nothing wrong with looking good, taking care, going to the gym, having a nice car, having great shoes, wearing great clothes. Beautiful. The media, advertising, hypnotizes us and reinforces the sense of identity. The function of the ego is to exercise will. The function of the ego is to create a sense of separation. A sense of separation. And so ego, when we are identified with it tightly, when, we're, when, we, when our identity has become the sense of who we think we are, mind-body mechanism with a name. Ego is self-serving. Not bad, but just self-serving and sometimes ignorant. Ego denies its oneness with life, right? Ego, the job of ego is to make believe that it's separate from life, that it's so important, its independent existence is so important. And so what ego does is it denies its oneness with life. It denies God, the infinite, as the source of true happiness and love. And so part of why we often find it so hard to surrender ourselves and we force our way through life and we 
push our way through life and we try to make things happen and right and and we live in a culture where where that's celebrated nothing wrong with working hard but the level of stress and pushing and pushing tends to be the ego's way of trying to control everything because it believes it is not a part of everything and that we are separate from everything we are separate from nature and as a result of the underlying sense that we are separate from nature we feel we have to try to control the flow control the ocean control the rainforest control the outcomes of life partly because that tends to reinforce its sense our sense of existence separateness and there is a deep fear truly surrender to life to existence itself that all of the great ones talk about all the great ones talk about this folks the ego feels it will not be needed anymore that it for existence that basically the ego fears death what we are spirit consciousness energy cannot die but the degree to which we've been conditioned by life by parents by society by media by television etc etc to believe that we are this ego then yes surrender true surrender true falling in love true surrender to life that the great ones talk about is terrifying so the ego thinks happiness is outside of itself which is why it's constantly seeking it thinks happiness is outside of itself because it feels separate the illusion of separation by assuming a sense of identity to fit in to be loved this is part of the ego the ego's sense of ultimate shall we call it emptiness is due to its sense of separation from life itself it's perceived i should say because in reality we're, it's all one but it's perceived separation from the divine from life itself from oneness and so what we do and the more we are in ego what we tend to do is we try to acquire things material things in the world to reinforce our identity uh to, so that we can feel important seen and a sense of exist existing so we don't even realize that the ego isn't real but is an identity of beliefs made up of beliefs ideas experiences conditioning past then we think the identity is me this is just who i am then we hold tightly onto that and then we live our life life people around us tend to reinforce that identity which increases a sense of self importance and then you know this is what people mean when they say oh that person is so full of themselves that person is so full of themselves in 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 that they are really buying into their sense of identity so ego is just a conditioned program it is not who you are it's a conditioned program that was put into place based on avoiding pain based on trying to get love be validated we developed all sorts of roles personas and masks to get love validation approval fit in based on what our parents told us based on religion based on school based on television based on everything we heard the ego is just a conditioned program in and of itself it's not real in and of itself the ego doesn't want to the ego wants to seek 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 and never find because the moment it finds truth it 
its existence is over. But the ego doesn't really want to be truly healed because the moment it's healed, its sense of existence is over. The ego doesn't really want to wake up. And so, so sometimes the sneakiest place that the ego hides is inside of spirituality and the constant seeking inside of spirituality because that reinforces its sense of self, which is why true surrender is so scary. Which is why we try to control so much of our life. We try to control how people are, how things are, how life goes. And it's really profound, even though it's deeply challenging. As I'm recording this, we're going through a COVID-19 pandemic on planet Earth where we've been told to lock down, quarantine, not leave, et cetera, et cetera. So many of our basic freedoms are taken away, which on one level is frustrating and that's a whole other conversation. But on, our, on, on another level, on a spiritual level too, there is a, I've been saying for weeks and months now, there's a profound spiritual opportunity to realize that we are in, life is a process of surrender, yes? All of life is a process, process of surrender, but right now at this time on planet Earth, it's almost as though we are in an accelerated surrender school university when we are forced to surrender. We're learning surrender. And the more we resist what is, the more we will suffer. And ultimately, what ego resists, what we resist as we are identified with our sense of self as ego, is we resist oneness. We resist our own divinity. And that's part of what we're doing all day long is we are resisting as human beings our own divinity. Because to truly embrace our own divinity seems like a death at least a death of our self-image, a death of our self-identity. And what must be uh, <clears throat> renounced, you know, the, the Buddhist monks, the gurus talk about renunciation, renunciation, renunciation. And I think somehow renunciation may have been misinterpreted because uh, people tend to think it's, you, it means you retreat from the world and you go to the Himalayas and you give up all objects and have nothing and become poor. And, 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 and I see that, that, you know, there might be some benefit to letting go of objects as a form, because so often objects in the world that we have, material possessions, uh, to a degree, can distract us from going inside. It's where we hold on to and reinforce our sense of, oh, I'm worthy, I'm valuable, I exist because I have my car, my house, my shoes, my clothes, my hair, my et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so I think we have to question right now, if we want to go beyond ego, which is really going beyond identification, is what do I identify as me? What do I hold on to for a sense of identification? What objects in the world do I hold tightly onto to reinforce my sense of self? What objects am I holding onto in the world to reinforce a sense of existence? What objects am I holding onto in the world to reinforce my identity, my ego? And there's the opportunity. And I think this is why part of this pandemic process is, is challenging, especially to the ego, because all the ways that we tend to have reinforced ourselves going out, hanging out with friends, driving a car, the clothes we wear, uh, looking good, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All these ways that the ego has existed, the ego has felt important. The ego has felt alive. We're just now stuck at home. And so it's natural that some of you, some of us on the planet, many people uh, are going a little, you know, apart from the fact 
doing the same thing Groundhog's Day is, can be frustrating. It's triggering the egoic sense the, of identification, of identity, that in this time, as we are no longer able to hold on to certain ways of being, during this time, our sense of everywhere we got a sense of importance and identification, as that falls away now, it, it feels like a death. Scared ego. Who am I without my job? Who am I without my friends? Who am I without my clothes? Who am I without my fill in the blank? And so take a look at your life. What are the things you hold on to? What are the things that have, you have used consciously or unconsciously to reinforce your sense of identity? Looking good, your body, your shoes, your clothes. Explore. Nothing wrong with these things. What's more important is your relationship with these things. Because as you let go, as you truly let go, I always say you can only keep, you can only afford to have and keep what you're willing to let go of. Otherwise, the objects in the world, material possessions, things, etc., etc., power, status, symbols will have you. You are not your identity. You are not your identity. All human beings in a human form have an ego. Dalai Lama has an ego. I have an ego. You have an ego. Enlightened guru has an ego. All human beings have an ego. Ego in and of itself isn't. Ego is just the identity, the container, the vehicle to, to, to transport your consciousness, which is beyond this human body, which is beyond this mind-body mechanism. Ego is just the, um, shall we say, the, the vehicle, the car, right? Uh, the airplane to transport your consciousness or an aspect, a dimension, a point of attention of consciousness in this lifetime. The main block to freedom and letting go of ego is not realizing what ego is. But also, the main block to a deeper realization of what we are is our own attachment to our identity, our own attachment to our perceived sense of self and self-image, and our self-importance. So who are you really? All the things you call yourself, all the labels you give yourself, Question those. What have you been labeling yourself? I'm this, I'm that, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. I'm this person, I'm this, I'm that. What if you just dropped all those labels? What if you just dropped all those beliefs? What if you're willing to stand in the uncertain emptiness of not knowing who you are? In an effort to feel secure, we have become so quick to know who we are. And I'm inviting you for a moment to not know who you are. Oh, to not know who you are so that more than before can emerge. When you let go of identity, you let go of ego, you open up to more of life. You open up to the deeper dimension of what's living. And then there's more space because you're not holding on so tightly. There's more space for life that is already existing, life that is existence itself to begin living you.
So what we're surrendering is not simply a house, a car, a home. Sometimes surrendering objects in the world is a necessary uh, part of the process because we, we are so identified with these things as that give us a sense of value. But when you realize that you are not these things truly, not just intellectually, that you are not these things, you're not those relationships, you are not any of these objects outside. None of them give or take away from what you essentially are, are because what you are is life itself. What you are is infinite intelligence, consciousness, stream of eternal consciousness. When you realize that, then you're free to have stuff or not have stuff because none of it determines who you are. You can have the billion, million dollars, whatever it is, the house, the car, or not have it. You're, you're just not, you're no longer attached to it in the same way that you were before. So what is renounced is a sense of identity, a sense of self-image, the willingness to sacrifice, to let go, to renounce. It's one self-image, self-importance. So realize ego isn't real. Observe, I would say, observe yourself and observe what you think is yourself. A question, first, actually, before that, question all the things you call you, all the ways that you label yourself. Question those, like, is this true? Who am I really? Am I this? Am I that? Am I my house? Am I my body? Am I my looks? Am I my, my breasts? Am I my eyes? Am I my watch? Am I my shoes? Am I my, you know, my six-pack? Just go down the list question and you know what would I be without that and so as you go through the day observe yourself watch just watch observe yourself watch yourself living observe what you do observe this character that is a program we think this character called me, called you, is really who you are. But is who you are really who you are? I'm going to propose it's a program that has been conditioned to be. When you realize that, then any moment, you, you, you also start to realize simultaneously that you are not limited. You are not limited to this program. You're not limited to this personality. That personality is not permanent. Personality is not who you really are. It's not the true essence of your nature. Then you can surrender because what you're surrendering is not really you anyway. We're so, we've been so afraid to surrender ourselves to the divine, to life, because there's the illusion that what we're surrendering, oh, oh, oh my goodness, I'm going to die if I surrender. Uh, but what's, when you realize what I'm saying, then you realize that, all you're surrendering is the illusion. All you're surrendering are the illusions that you think you are not the real you. The most powerful thing you can do is to realize who you are. When you realize who you are, truly, fear begins dropping away. What people think, what people say, death, etc., etc. The fear starts dropping away. So observe yourself. Observe your behaviors. Observe how you act. Just watch without judgment without judgment, without justification, just begin this next week to observe what you do, why you do it, 
What's motivating you? Watch yourself do things. And then watch. If you can observe something, if you can observe yourself, then you cannot be the thing that is, that is observing. If you can observe yourself, then there's something that's observing. So please marinate. Let go of specific outcomes. One of the ways ego holds on is we hold on to a specific outcome, a specific outcome we hold so tightly, let it go. Then self-importance starts dropping away. And then you can move into a place of surrender. Surrender. Surrender to life. Surrender to the flow. Surrender to what's happening. Surrender to... Because if you really look, folks, life has been around for billions of years. When you and I are gone, life will be around. Life will continue. Yeah, this ego thing that we think we are so self-important, which is why we are afraid of death. And the self-importance and the fear of death is just reflecting that we are not connected to our deathless nature. We're just wrapped up in ego. It's not good or bad. It's just ego. And then when you realize that, then you can play with ego. You can play with your roles. You can play with the character called you. You can then actually play the character called you even more freely because you know it's not you. And it frees you up to enjoy this character called yourself and live life and live freely without self-consciousness because you're not holding on tightly and identified with this character anymore. You realize as you surrender that this character is actually being played by life itself. This character that you call you is, is actually being lived by life itself. And what you are is a manifestation and expression of life itself. And this character is just being played by the one source that is playing everything. So folks, I'm going to leave it right there. Some things to marinate on. Let me know your thoughts in the comments. We went a little, a little deeper uh, than a typical soul talk, but we're talking about matters of the soul uh, and we're going to keep going deeper into some upcoming episodes. Just know I'm sending you lots of love. Uh, send me an email, coopblackson at coopblackson.com. As always, I love hearing from you. Please do subscribe and share this episode with those you love, friends, family, and uh, make sure you write a review on Soul Talk. Big hugs, love now. If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.cooplaxon.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.